Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Grant and Danny on the fan. Live all over Richmond, AM 910, FM 1051 for the next three hours. And, of course, on our flagship, 106.7, all the way up to 6.30 this evening. We want you to kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Mora, the official Grant and Danny Show sponsor who can help protect your assets by updating your will and trust. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys by visiting KMLawyers.com, mention GD, screw yourself a discount. That's KMLawyers.com. Danny, I thought we could go through some of the comments made by the top quarterbacks at the Combine today about the Commanders as we get ready to talk QBs and the possibility of a trade back based on a big piece in the athletic today. But let's start with cut number one. This was Caleb Williams. He is everybody's most likely number one overall pick right now in whatever mock you're looking at. He's almost certainly going to go to the Chicago Bears, but he went to Gonzaga. He is from the D.C. area, and he spoke about his meeting with the commanders and the possibility of coming home. It's it's hometown, um, as everybody knows, and, uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be really cool to, to be back there and, and, and experience that. Um, the, the meeting went really well, um, and, and um, you know, being around those, you know, everybody was in the room, so being around everybody, um, you know, just getting getting a taste of, you know, how they are, who they are, because, like you said, everything's new there. He was one of the few quarterbacks that didn't shout out or name anybody specific from the meeting, but... You couldn't see it there. Maybe you could hear that his lips were filled with smile. If you watch the mm. video of the question when someone asks him about playing in D.C., he lights up like a Christmas tree, dude. Uh, it, there's no doubt in my mind he would be thrilled to play in Washington, D.C. That's not me suggesting he'd rather play there than Chicago. I'm not going that route. My guess is you know, his preference would be the number one overall pick in the country and, and to play for the Bears and you know whatever. But I... Look, I think if he found out today the commanders were trading up to number one, he'd be elated. He has made no bones about the fact that he absolutely would love to come home. That's the sense I got there. I I, I wasn't sure if that was just something you said. Like, in other words, let's say you're in uh I don't know, you're in you're in Chicago and they the the media's asking you about Chicago. You're gonna rail you're gonna tell you how great Chicago is. I love deep dish pizza, I'm doing the Bryce Harper bit, or I've always been a fan of the Liberty Bell or or whatever. But if somebody locally with a tie is going to ask you about back home, your eyes might light up too. And I, I never really knew what was real, if that makes any sense. I'm just wondering if this is polished or him just saying what you're supposed to say as part of this process. But that really jumped out at me. I, I, I had the same takeaway you did where I'm going, damn, he wants to be in D.C. You know what I mean? Like it, it, like it was one of those involuntary, I, I wouldn't want to walk into a poker room with that. Because you know, everyone would know you're holding four of a kind, right? He is the prospective number one overall pick, as I mentioned. So it's not surprising that he chose not to throw at the Combine, nor is it problematic. In fact, he's really not doing anything physical at the Combine. And for that matter, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, the other top quarterbacks, they're not either to an extent. 
But what is unique to Caleb Williams is he was not allowing any medicals to be done on him at the Combine. In fact, it was reported today that he is the first player in the history of the event, certainly among quarterbacks that are going at the top of the board, to not allow the teams to dig into his medicals. And he was asked about why he's decided to make that decision. Yeah, so for the medical stuff, I'll be doing the medical stuff, just not here in Indy. I'll be doing it at the team interviews. Um, you know, not 32 teams can draft me. Uh, there's only one of me. Um, and so uh, the teams that I go to for my visit, um, you know, those teams will have the, the medical and, and, and that'll be it. So to clarify and kind of make sense of what he just said, his point is for the teams that are serious about me, bring me into their building, have the sit-downs with me, and the clubs that are considering drafting me, they'll be able to get all their questions answered about my medical. There was a player today, though, Kool-Aid McKinstry, the DB from Alabama. It was found that he had a fracture in his foot, as an example. And it's going to change some things for him moving forward. I don't think it's a deal-breaker by any means. But, you know, these medicals can be very useful for teams. And if you don't get to do this until later in the process, depending on what comes out of those medicals, I think it, it can complicate some things. I don't have a problem with him not doing the medicals. I do think this idea that, hey, I don't need to do this for all 32 teams because they're not all drafting me. Well, no kidding. You also then, by that logic, shouldn't have meetings with eight or ten teams Mm -hmm. because only one is drafting you. So that didn't really make a lot of sense to me. If it's as simple as some of this stuff gets leaked, I don't. the, the fewer people that know about all of my personal things, the better. Okay, I can understand that, certainly. But here is my, my reoccurring concern with Caleb Williams uh, over and over is it just seems like he kind of is doing this his own way. And a lot of people will love that. And that if that's the kind of guy that you want and like, no, no harm, no foul. That's your prerogative. But I am a big proponent of, I hate to say like a get-in-line guy, but someone who understands this process, respects it a little bit. I'm not saying to throw at the combine. That, that's not my suggestion. It does seem to me he doesn't have an agent, which is very rare. Um, his parents are giving him a lot of the advice through this process. I, I just think the advice he's getting is, like, we're going to do this your way because you're different and you're unique and you're special. And that gives me a little pause. I think he's physically the most talented player. If I had the number one overall pick, I understand why I would be told by everyone in my building to draft him. He's an incredible talent. But does any of this at any point, Danny, make you kind of stop and hesitate for a second and go, at it's, what it's always point be do something. you just become yeah. one of the guys in the locker room, man? Yeah, you know so, what I mean? Yeah, I'm, totally. So I'm of two minds. Um, mine, the first, is after what happened to C.J. Stroud, and he landed on his feet and he's just fine. He's a star, by the way. But with that stupid, whatever the cognitive test was, getting leaked and – uh, you know some of these medicals and 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 the, how the misinformation or rumor gets out there, or guys can get dinged that can cost some spots in the draft. I mean, think back to John Allen fell into Washington's lap because of some shoulder problem. Put that in quotation marks. All that guy's been is durable and awesome. Montez Sweat had something that 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 popped up that who knows maybe that made him sink a little bit further in the draft. Other guys, I remember, didn't work out for Washington. They drafted Rocky McIntosh, who had my knees uh, as someone in the early twenties, and of course it, it it didn't really work out. So like. I understand these are very real things, but you know the, the amount of information that kind of gets flying out there, I understand wanting to protect yourself, and I understand not wanting to play their game, especially if you have some leverage. That's point one. The exact opposite of that is you don't have a job yet. 
You know what I mean? Like if 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 uh, the Odyssey, which is one part audacious, another part like an Odyssey, like that you're going on, but you're also listening. Like if they were like, "Hey, mandatory seminar for everybody," and Eric Bickle's like, "Yeah, I don't really feel like doing that." You know what? He's been sitting in the chair to my right for 27 years. He may not have to do it. Neophyte Ned, who wants to get on air and hasn't yet, and is you know doing weekends at six in the morning, should probably go to that thing. You see what I'm saying? Like. If you're not there yet, I know he's a star. I know he's you know, a millionaire in his own right from from what he's accomplished. I just wish there was a little bit more, okay, I get it. it, it everything can't just be the Caleb Williams production. Like, get in line just a little. But again, right. I, I guess I understand it both ways. I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. Well, and I also think this is that whatever this is is going to be more and more the norm, right? Because with NIL and players getting paid, and I, I don't know if you saw the picture of Caleb Williams' house or condo or I don't know what it is, but – Basically looks like Cliff Kingsbury and where he was like everyone made fun of him sitting there with a fire in his backyard. You know, he's got an unbelievable place. and He is in a lot of ways has already made it, so to speak. Right. right. He doesn't like need this as much as maybe people did before. So I think you're going to see more in this player empowerment era. The NBA is kind of on another level, but the NFL has made the strides. There. In this regard, they're heading there at 100 miles an hour. You're going to see like the Marvin Harrison Jr. How about him? I mean, this is a whole other level of this. Best receiver at the com- uh, in the country said, yeah, I'm not going to the combine. So I'm not doing anything essentially at the combine. And they're like, okay. But then it was like, well, I'll show up and do the meetings. He's not meeting with the media at all. And at least one report today was he may not meet with the media at any point before the draft. Like none of that says he's not going to be a good player at all. In fact, I'm quite sure he's going to be fantastic. And I'm a receiver to me is different than a quarterback. The quarterback is the CEO of my company. I've got a Fortune 500 operation. They are the front person, the COO. I grade and judge and view them differently in every regard. So nothing Marvin Harrison Jr. really can do pre-combine would affect how I feel about taking him. I don't feel the same way about quarterback. I, I just hold them to a different standard mm-hmm. at this point and. Uh, look, I think Caleb Williams is going to be a really, really good pro. I do. I think he's an awesome football player. But the last time I had any of these kind of trepidatious thoughts pre-draft about kind of all the rumblings around a player was Kyler Murray. <clears throat> and Murray obviously has had weird, odd, off-the-field stuff, not in trouble or anything, but with front office people and teammates. And it's not a fair thing to put on Caleb Williams, but I just can't help but kind of every step of the way – you know, it it just feels like Caleb Williams is operating like he is maybe different than everybody else yeah. in the quarterback room, and and perhaps he is, and we'll find out in due time. He's Mahomes 2.0. He's going to be the first overall pick, so you know yeah. he's basically like I'm I'm acting like it at, at this point, sure. sort of sort of testing it a little bit, and it, and again, it's these as you said, I think you said it very well. These are not jailable offenses. These are not crimes. These are not like like horrible things. But it's just it's and and I would say this too, Danny. Yeah. No one of these things is a big deal, to be honest. Right. Like not throwing is a, well. I don't even put that in the that's a nothing burger. That's normal. Every top quarterback should not throw probably moving forward. But the no medicals for the first time, or you know any of the other little quirky things that have happened along the way. Some of them have been true. Some of them haven't. Who knows? But like not having an agent, whatever the odd things are that make you like pause and your antenna goes up a little bit. Any one of them, not a big deal. But when you combine them all, you go, is there anything to this? This is a really weird pre-draft process. Uh, I I just – sometimes when guys act above it, you wonder, does that stop as soon as they're drafted? Or, 
You know, what is the relationship like with the teammates? What's it going to be like at the next level? Uh, how about we go to Drake May audio, who could be the pick for Washington at number two, could also be Jaden Daniels, who you'll hear from in a second. Uh, May talking about his meeting with Washington and a familiarity he had with one of the coaches in that meeting. Quinn, um, it was great. You know, kind of, kind of clicked right off the bat. Um, he's a great, you know, great guy and um, you know, great coach. And stuff he's done defensively with the Cowboys over the past year has been pretty special. Um, so meeting in there, and, um, you know, coach, um, you know, coach Richard, coach uh, recruited me in high school from Stanford, so I got to know him a little bit. And uh, you know, Coach Kingsbury knows, you know, my office winner from college, so we got a lot of connections. Very connected, it sounds like, between Kingsbury, Phil Longo, who called the plays for him initially mm-hmm. at UNC. You've got Tavita Pritchard, who I didn't realize had, it sounds like, recruited him pretty seriously at Stanford, who's the quarterback's coach, uh, hit it off with Dan Quinn. So May, at least in terms of connections, not going to have any issues getting to know some people pretty uh, fast within the commander's interview room. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, we talk about this all the time. It's the good old boys network. It's not always, you know, a positive, uh, you know, nomer there, but that's kind of what it is. It, it, these are smaller circles. You don't have to do five degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever to find somebody that knows somebody or recruited somebody or called somebody or roomed with somebody or, well, I know this guy, uh, you know, who coached with this guy. And so I'm familiar with this. It, it's a pretty tight little world. And, and we, because you have these coaching trees, right. And they're not infinite. Like again, there's a lot of cross pollination uh, when it comes to that. So that was kind of neat to hear that. Yeah, of course I know Tavita Pritchard from when he recruited me when he was at Stanford. I would have never put that together, but but here we are. And it's very possible too, right? If Pritchard's recruiting the best high school quarterbacks in the country at that time, you know, maybe prior to that when Daniels went to college because he's older, you know, maybe he knows him from that, and Daniels just didn't mention it today. And it's not to say that he. Uh, and may have a relationship that he might not have with other of the quarterbacks that he recruited. But Drake May did point that out, and that seemed pretty relevant. The big connection between he and Washington is one of his best friends, Sam Howell, the current quarterback, the guy that he took the mantle from at North Carolina as the starting quarterback at Chapel Hill. They hang out. We've seen pictures of them you know, at college basketball games this offseason. This was Drake May talking about one of his mentors and current commander starter, Sam Howe. Um, you know, Sam is, uh, has been a mentor to me in college, and uh, it's one of those things where um, there's a lot bigger problems out there in the world than you know, being one of your best friends in the quarterback room. So I think um, you know, it's, not, it's not awkward for us, and it's just, a, just business. Does Drake May, for what it's worth, and it might be nothing, does he win the connections race, so to speak? <laughs> I, I think you'd leader, have to guess, right? slot him number one. Like Adam Peters was more connected to all the people with the commanders that were interviewing him than any of the other guys. He got the job. Dan Quinn was probably more connected to the people in the room, including like Rick Spielman, who he coached on the staff that Spielman was a GM for initially. And, you know, you can go through and play that game. And it ended up that – the, the most connected guys got the gigs. I'm not suggesting that it's over and Drake Mays the guy, but doesn't it sound like between Sam Howell and the quarterback room probably advocates for him? You know, knowing the OC, uh, the quarterbacks coach, the OC at his school and the OC of the team, uh, similar offenses and know each other and work together. He's got that going for him. I would say he certainly does. That, those are uh, folks that you don't have to look far for a recommendation or somebody to you know to, to be able to speak deep about about the guy. That that is interesting. Jaden Daniels, LSU Heisman Trophy winner, accounted for 50 touchdowns and Mm. just four interceptions this season in the SEC 
unbelievable talent, just an electric player. You heard Dan Quinn on the junkie say he's a game changer. This was Daniels on his meeting with the commanders. It was just how cool uh, the whole staff was. Obviously, uh, Dan Quinn, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, all those type of guys. I was able to sit in there and really just get to know people. Uh, you know, you, you see them on TV, see everybody coaching uh, behind the scenes. So be able to go on there and just have a, a conversation with them. That's the coolest part for me. Not as much detail there from him, but it seemed encouraged by the meeting. Uh, what do you make of what he had to say there? It sounds, again, like Dan Quinn made an impact. I mean, all these guys come away, and this is what he does. Like People yeah. love Dan Quinn. They, they all come away talking about how cool DQ is, as he's known around the His world. hat may have been backwards at this time. Yeah, it's the – Locke, by the way. I know. Locke, he's doing these interviews with the kids with a backwards hat. Daniels, by the way, just is just so eminently likable to me. It's another reason why I'm I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. But uh, yeah, that, that's what comes that's what comes through there is that this is a, you know, hopefully the the acumen and hopefully the intellect and hopefully all the the you know, the great instilling lessons and and making schemes go is first and foremost among this group. But it does seem to be, by all accounts, a pretty good group of guys that this coaching staff and Dan Quinn, by extension, have kind of put together here. And that's going to serve you well. Like, you treat people really well. Whether they end up on your team or not, you never know when they might. You know what I mean? It's the old kind of, uh, you know, Major League Baseball rule where guys that are, you know, if you're in the outfield, you keep a book on your own pitchers too because you might have to eventually hit against those guys the way this league works. So you you get a detailed file. You treat people really well. Maybe Daniels doesn't come here initially, but maybe in six years, seven years, when it's for agency time, maybe he does. That's the kind of thing that uh, I think goes a long way. J.J. McCarthy also at the podium today, quarterback at Michigan. I, you know I've been beating this drum for a couple of weeks, Danny, mm-hmm. and you're starting to see more and more it's of this. It's going to happen, man. I believe this guy's going to go in the top ten. I think J.J. McCarthy, you talk about likability, like the more he sits down and meets with teams, the more they're going to like him. This part of the process is going to be huge for him. What won't be held against him by the teams to the extent that, like, I hold it against him or you do is how little he was asked to do by Michigan because he's viewed as a play-action, pro-style, drop-back quarterback who's going to be a real nice fit in the Shanahan scheme with all the, the branches all over the league now, the disciples of Shanahan. Uh, McCarthy, who a lot of people are saying is going to go in the top ten, there was one person who told Ben Standig, who's a high-ranking executive, that he thinks McCarthy's in play at number two for Washington, oh. number three for New England, which seems insane to me. But, again, if you tell me he goes 25 or two or three, then it would probably be two or three to me. I, mean, I, I feel that confident that he's going to go early. This was McCarthy on his meeting with Washington. Just the overall energy, you know, I, it was my first one. So I was, like, super nervous, I'm not going to lie. And uh, sweating a little bit. And, you know, Coach Quinn was just awesome. I got to talk to – uh, Mr. Peters right before the meeting and you know just a great vibe very welcoming and you know going through the clips and everything and coach Cliff Kingsbury was just like hey if you get a matchup out here and you really like it could you just you know switch it to go on the outside and also I'm like I wish just little stuff like that and uh, you know it was just great to meet them great to you know talk ball with them and I had a lot of fun doing it. I wish I could throw the ball to a receiver on the outside, man. I just handed it off a bunch. Yeah, is, and, uh, that, is that handed off, you mean? Did you hand it off? <laughs> did some play-action stuff to my tight ends. Uh, it's happening, Danny. He is going in the top ten. It, it is happening. It is going to happen. And by the way, like when, when he talks, super likable dude as well, uh, but it sounds like he's asking somebody for permission to take his daughter on a date. Like That's like the the vibe he has. Like, oh, shucks, sir, if, if you would see two allowing me to escort your daughter out, I'll have her home by nine. Like 
that's kind of the the vibe that JJ McCarthy has. It, it's like the you know the, the the good kid, the old American boy uh, at the high school. But I don't know, dude. I, I just I can't get over. This is this is a Danny problem. I'm fully admitting it. At the highest level of college football, their coach goes, "We're probably not best served having this guy throw a lot." Now I know they won. But, well, but but it's not even that they weren't best served. It was just we don't need to do it. I mean, I honestly, I think that's what it was most of the time. I, I and I know, I, but just it seems to be that if, if he was a guy that was going to go in the first round, like a first round quarterback, you'd you'd let him throw for more than 150 yards. You'd let him throw more than eight times against Penn State because you could well, probably you score some points. Great, I, I guess I understand they didn't have to. But sometimes you could you could get to all those running plays that Jim Harbaugh wanted to run by maybe maybe throwing the ball nine times, eleven times. They, they they were like we're better when he doesn't do anything, and that guy's gonna go in the first round. I can't get past it. And as I said, this is a Danny problem. This is a me problem. This is not an NFL problem. This is something that I can't deal with. Forty four touchdowns, nine picks at Michigan the last two seasons. Completion percentages over his three college years went from fifty eight to sixty five to this year seventy two percent. Never threw man. for three thousand yards. To your point, uh, last quarterback I want to play a clip from here as all six talked today, Michael Penix, University of Washington, a little more coy, didn't have as much to say, but still want to play the clip here of, of his meeting with Washington. Uh, I, I don't know as far as stand out, you know, I, I felt confident in all of my meetings. You know, and I know in that meeting I felt confident, you know, going into it and I felt confident walking away. So um, I was I was super, super excited to be able to meet with every team that I was able to meet with. But University, I'm not, not University, I'm thinking of University, but uh, Washington, the commanders, you know, um, it, it was a good meeting. Let's do this next, Danny. Mm-hmm. Let's rank our quarterbacks one through six. As of right now in this process. Okay. Still got pro days. Still got a long ways to go. But just for what it's worth, and we're not getting to sit in on meetings. We're not Josh Harris. You know, we're not watching legitimate all-22 film. Um, I'm going back and, and watching every throw in certain games or whatever. Um, but let's rank the quarterbacks as we see them right now. Uh, we'll do that next. If you guys have a green flag that you've seen that you really like about a Quarterback in this class, a red flag that stands out to you that you want to assign. I want to hear from you on these QBs next. 800-636-1067 is the number on Grant and Danny. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks to Toby for the update. We will see you in West Palm Beach tomorrow, Tobes. Grant and Danny welcoming you back on the fan. We are flying out first thing tomorrow morning. Ryan, Darris, myself, Danny's joining us one day later. On Sunday, we'll be live in West Palm Beach talking Nats and everything going on with the Commanders and the NFL from sunny Florida next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Cannot wait, man. It's going to be awesome. I am. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, excited. I'm pumped. For this, I am all in on this. We we have not done a national spring training since literally directly before and then the exact start of the shutdown of the universe. Right. With the pandemics. I will never forget we went from, well, we're probably just going to bring guys out to you one at a time from the Nats Clubhouse. We're broadcasting right outside the way the setup is. You guys, it's tough to picture, so don't bother. But normally, you know, you and I would go in and we do interviews and stuff and then we get guys live for the show. Normal, great, no problem. It went from... Well, we'd rather not have people in the clubhouse. Totally understandable. We get it, whatever. We'll just bring guys outside one at a time to you're going to talk to a chain link fence to you can't come. <laughs> See you at the hotel ballroom. Yeah, you're in a conference yeah. room in the Holiday Inn. What? A ballroom or whatever. I yeah. mean, so crazy. I'm a big dress for where I'm going, not where I'm getting on the plane from guy. I love that. So I'm going to be wearing khaki shots mm-hmm. and a polo shirt tomorrow when I – Board the plane. I don't care how cold it is in the morning in D.C. And it's actually pleasant today, so maybe it won't be bad. But like, let's say it was 11 degrees and snowing. That's what I'd be wearing tomorrow. Yeah. Because eventually I'm getting off the plane, and I don't don't want to be uncomfortable in Florida. Sounds like you agree with me on that stance. 100. percent It it leads to an awkward maybe trip to the airport, etc. But if you can layer, like if I had tearaway pants, I would use those. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like as soon as I get on the plane, where it's like, hey, like they're coming off because I'm going to be in Florida when I get off. But, yeah, that it's always awkward when you change climates um, going from one place to another. I remember our uh, my wife and I's honeymoon, we left from San Francisco to Hawaii. And everyone at the airport in San Francisco is bundled up because it's so cold right by the water and everyone's miserable. I'm in a Hawaiian shirt and shorts and flip-flops, like, trudging through the airport like a horse's ass because where I'm going is awesome. Yeah, you're going to be so comfortable when you get there. They're all going to have to change. Do a bunch of stuff. But, yeah, it's, couldn't come. Soon enough, we'll be there, and hopefully James Wood saves some home runs. We'll get to see him go deep in the couple of spring training games that we watch. All right, let's get to our quarterback rankings. Uh, I, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go, like, in the order that we would want them on this team, the order oh. that we would draft them? Yeah. Because he, here's what I mean would, by that. I would draft them. But, no, it's a good distinction. Caleb Williams, to me, is the most talented player in this draft in terms of quarterbacks. He would not be the first – 
it's a guy I would draft. Like I, I am, I, I have enough of my spidey senses up to be a little concerned. So what do I do there? I mean, I, I think this is like my draft board, right? Like yes. where I, okay. So let's let's do it that way then. So number one for you is Caleb Williams. It's I understand that there are beige. I don't know, maybe not quite red flags. There's things I have a good organization, or at least trust myself to be able to say, all right, cut the crap, dude. Get on board. You're talented. We're going to figure it out for you. He's too talented to pass up. So Drake May's number one for me. Love May. First-round quarterbacks with 40 big-time throws in a season. Him, Mahomes, Burrow, uh, Allen, Jameis Winston. Only quarterback with over 9,000 yards the last couple of years. 42 first down scrambles on third and fourth down. Daniels had 22 as an example. Number one rated thrower on first and second read throws in FBS last couple of years. And he plays time to throw sub two and a half seconds, so kind of predetermined before the snap, knowing where the ball's going. Number one in that stat as well. Uh, I'm a Drake May guy. Big believer in his game. Number two for me is where I debate now between slotting in Williams or Daniels. I really, really like Jaden Daniels as well. I would be happy if he ends up in Washington. I prefer May. But if they take Jaden Daniels, it's, you know I'll think they made a mistake by not taking May, but so be it. I can still absolutely be thrilled with his upside. So my question is, do I put Williams or Daniels second? I'm going to put Caleb Williams just based on the talent. And as you said, there's not true, like, I can't draft this guy stuff. It's just mm-hmm. kind of I'm nervous stuff. Yeah. So I'll put him second and Daniels third on my list. Daniels is a great athlete. I think that he can make the leap to the NFL. But I've got all kinds of different stats that I care a lot about that are predictors of NFL success where he does not do very well and grade out analytically the way I would want it all. So that's why, I, for me, the gap between him and May, as I've studied these guys more and more, has grown. But I, I'll put him third. And any of those three, for the record, sure. I, I would be excited about. Those three have separated themselves, I think, for, for most everyone else as well. Uh, it's, again, we're, we're, to me, it's, it's razor-thin margins between some of these guys. I do think Williams is a little bit ahead, uh, but my number two is Daniels. You, you touched on the reasons why. I, the highlights, I just can't stop. I can't stop being tantalized by a guy that runs past everybody, who can make every throw, who's got the starter kit, the skill set, for this new era of quarterbacking, he could be one of the ultimate prototypes for that. I'm nervous about the his frame, how slender he is, taking too many shots. That's the part of it that, that makes me cringe. But I do think some of that can be coached, and, and he seems smart enough to, to, to be able to, to make some adjustments in that regard. Uh, May is, again, a razor hair behind at, at number three. I'm just a little bit concerned um, about, frankly, performances where he didn't throw the ball particularly well against some of the better defenses. I know he wasn't on as good of a team as some of these other guys. Not his fault necessarily, but, you know, again, a couple of those low-light games throwing the football uh, are the ones that I watched that kind of stood out to me. But, again, if Daniels didn't exist or if they drafted him number two, still I'm celebrating. I think he's a stud. Yeah, I don't want to sit here and pretend like you're out on Drake May. I am, And I'm not picking on you as much as I just – I am fascinated by the number of people, and maybe you're not even in this category, but who are decidedly like Daniels over May with some of the the – precursor numbers that are there if you're digging on them, just screaming in your face. You know, you look at Jaden Daniels does not throw between the numbers in the middle of the field, basically at all. 10 to 22-yard throws, middle of the field, 9.3% 
for him uh, of his throws. 163 out of 196 quarterbacks since 2019. Only one other quarterback that's been drafted in the first or second round has rated that low in that stat, and it was Justin Fields, who still has that fatal flaw, and it's killed him in the NFL with the Bears. You know, most of his mm-hmm. throws are outside the numbers. You're looking at for Jaden Daniels, and again, I like him. The, the film speaks for itself. He was the Heisman Trophy winner. But if you're trying to predict him moving forward, well, again, I'm just trying to figure out why people are so decidedly him over May. Lowest career deep attempt percentage of this year's class. If you look at the top two rounds worth of quarterbacks who have been drafted over the last 15 or so years, you look at the lowest amount of the throws they've made in their career that are deep. The list in order in this stat from worst getting a little better. Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Bryce Young, Josh Rosen, Mac Jones, Jaden Daniels, Paxton Lynch, Kyle Trask, Will Levis, Christian Hackenberg, Marcus Mariota. That is not a great list that that I want (laughs) to be on in an analytic that I care about. Now, that did get better this year. He threw the ball deep way more often, way way more consistently. Yeah, two with two first-round wide receivers. Yeah, two number one (laughs) wide receivers. 72% of his passes, 20-plus yards downfield, went to receivers with three-plus yards separation. You know, Daniels, what, what do I care about? Don't scramble out of a clean pocket. Most in the class, scrambling out of a, a, a clean pocket. Uh, Justin Fields, 9.1% of the time. Daniel, 7.2% of the time. You know, May, Richardson, Caleb Williams, 5% or less. Um, he played a lot better competition, clearly, no doubt about it. 10 games, top 25 versus 3 for Drake May. 22 against the top 50 versus 9 for Drake May. But, you know, 62% of his throws were to open or wide open receivers. Drake May, 57%. Caleb Williams, 57%. I just think he had it easier in a lot of ways, even though he was in the SEC this year with two elite receivers. And I happen to think, by the way, Malik Neighbors is going to be a top 10 wide receiver in football. Like, I love Malik Neighbors. I, there's not much of a track record with LSU receivers being good at the next level, GP. I don't know about that. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, it's the the people that, are, that definitively are going no to Drake May, I, I think that's crazy. I think that's crazy. Now, I don't think I don't think a single person that's listening to us has access to all the numbers that you have been rattling off about his consistency throwing passes inside on days where it's raining outside and fourteen yards to seventeen yards windows on no, second but, down. But to be but, fair, I mean, stick aside like those aren't when someone named Beth is sitting in section four thirteen. These are critical stats. This is pressure to sack percentage. You know, the ability to not leave a clean pocket is pertinent. Uh, throwing in the middle of the field in college, translating to the NFL. The guys that were bad at it did not play well in the league. Like these are important stats. To, absolutely. I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is the nobody's using that kind of data when they're when they're dismissing Drake May, is is my point. It's a I think some of the stuff is fallacy. He went yeah, to, he, he, went, he played at the same he school went to as he's a taller Sam he, Howe. I've heard, he I heard struggled today. against Clemson that time when all of the receivers dropped passes. Like that, those are the things you're hearing. Right. I mean, so and I, I am not telling you I've poured over tape or anything else. I watched him play three times this year. One game was pretty good. The other two, I was going, I don't love him as, as a thrower. That's the end. I, so that's that's why he's a hair behind uh, the Heisman Trophy winner for me, but not like off my board, which he is for some people. Uh, let me round out my top six just super quick. Number four is Michael Penix. I love that dude. I'm a huge fan of his, overcoming so many different things. I think he could be an asset for somebody. Uh, Bo Nix is number five, and J.J. McCarthy is 287,000, but for this list, number six. 
<laughs> I'm actually, you know, this is where I'm just going to be frank. You know, I, I have too many people in my ear from around football. Uh, I got J.J. McCarthy fourth in climbing. <laughs> so, oh, I know it. <laughs> he, I'm, I'm quickly becoming a J.J. McCarthy guy more than I thought I would be. I'll put Bo Nix five. Him and Penix, you could throw him into a kind of a blender and pull one out. I really like uh, Penix. I really like Nix. I, I believe, I, I've said this for a little while, I think all six of these quarterbacks could end up being good NFL QBs. Like if you told me that Nix or Penix or McCarthy hit – and, like, those guys are 10-year starters, that would not shock me. I think this is a great class, all the more reason why some of the teams that are desperate for QBs should be excited. Uh, we'll get more into Washington's quarterback chances and the athletic story about a possible trade back later. We can do that after the Blitz next hour. But let's win off the field next. If you want to tell us what little teeny tiny moral victory made your day better that no one would care about, WOTF on G&D. Minutes away. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And then what? Grant and Danny welcoming you back on the fan. Thank you for making this show part of your day. It is time to figure out how you are winning off the field. These are little mini moral victories that have made your day better that nobody else would care about. The smaller the better, frankly, for this segment. Danny, I mm -hmm. have been able to eat food today. Hey, here we go. I ate some crackers. Let's go. Real-life actual crackers, twice, okay. two different times. All right. And I drank water with a little pinch of zero-sugar Gatorade in it. All right. Therefore, I am. Winning off the field. I have a bit of an extended shout-out that I must do here. Uh, enormous thank you to the folks at Down the Line Sports Center, Pickleball, in Fairfax. They let me come out this morning, GP. I cashed in every bit of credibility and whatever minor, I don't know if you call it celebrity, whatever you and I have, I used it to be able to shoehorn my way into the session that they had this morning at 10 o'clock where I got to play with professional pickleball players this morning. I played with Connor Garrett and Rafa Hewitt, who are literally professional money-making pickleball players on the tour. Uh, we got to rally, work on a few different drills, got some coaching from those guys. Everybody there was so, so cool. The First of all, the place is awesome. Second of all, they were like, yeah, you can wall your fat butt in there and get embarrassed by these superstars and pros. But uh, I did fine, got some great lessons, but the whole thing was a blast. That was a really, really cool experience, and I got to have it. Therefore, I am. Winning off the field. Did you hold your own, or, or was it competitive, or what was the point of it? No, it's a great, it's a great question. So it was uh, every player there was better than me. That's a given because there were two pros. But the other folks that were there also, they were part of our group, were also much better players than me, much higher level. Um, and so it was one part, like, kind of a chance to have some open play, but a lot of instruction, sort of like a little mini clinic that these pros were having for regular peons. 
So we're, it would basically be like, imagine uh, you're like, I love baseball. And the Astros like, we can have a Nationals camp. And like, Josiah Gray is like, here's where I throw my two-seamer. Like to some, you know, dude. Okay, in, so in a it was league. more coaching than you're yeah. like playing against. So them. they're playing. We, I mean, we rallied, had a few points. Like I got to play on Rafa Hewitt's team and then played against him a little bit too. He's really good. But like we did, a, they gave us a chance to, to play with them as well as we're working on certain drills and competitive games and. Uh, and different things, but it was it was so awesome. And the place is, is really cool. Good for you. You yeah. love pickleball. I love There's it. no doubt. By the way, the weird uh, like tights that you wore that you took a picture of on Instagram, I'll I'll never unsee that picture. Well, I, I have them with me, and I, I was going to show them to you, but of course you're not here. Yeah. Uh, and for 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 folks that like to see that, it's at humorous Danny. There, it's three separate pieces of material. It's not just because some people are like, why don't you just get tights? Or why don't you just get compression pants? That is not good enough for my out of shape disgustingness. I have to have a calf sleeve that's just for calves so that they don't cramp up or or strain. Now I have to uh, start to wear knee braces to keep those things in line. And the real things here are the sausage casings that go all the way up right just underneath the uh, the berry and veg to, uh, to sort of keep the quad and groin in line. I can't just do a sleeve. That's not good enough. I need more individual compression. So three things, it uh, wrapped it up very nicely. Wow. That picture... Did happen. It's a lot. And, I, mean, I shared just, it with the people. You you look a hundred when you wear stuff like that. Like, could you just not? I mean, you, no. you could just not do that. I mean, just show up and play, man. I would like that. I now acknowledge that's not what can happen anymore. <laughs> I missed the junkies pickleball open because I tried to move a worm off the court, and I pulled my groin, Grant. Okay, I, I'm not into pulling stuff. I'm going to take precautions, and that's what precaution looks like. I was also wearing my bike helmet, by the way. That's what your bike helmet is. Did you get into the building or did you get stuck in the door? I'm just funning. Big helmet. Rich is in only. Hello, Rich. How are you? What's going on, bud? So I got a text message from uh, some of the dads, uh, you know, on the street saying, hey, on Sunday it's going to be beautiful. We should just take our sons up to Lone Oak Brewery, let them run around. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get permission from the wife to do this. And then I get a phone call and says, I'm going to go running to Bethesda. From Bethesda! Thank you, Darius. <laughs> and have lunch with my running team. So I don't even have to ask permission. Therefore, I am. Winning off the field. Ah, look at him. He's got a plan. And there it is. Nobody's better at finding out ways to go do things away from the fam. Or, or the wife, at least. Let's go to Kevin in Falls Church on Grant and Danny. How are you, Kevin? Hi, Kevin. Hi, guys. Uh, so last night I confiscated, nope, I stole a blow pop from my son. This this afternoon I'm walking out to my car to go home from work, reach in my pocket for my keys. Boom. Great blow pop. Ipso facto, yo soy. Winning off the field. He did he, it in Spanish right there, by the way, Darius. Uh, yeah, Darius was very uh, thrown off. Darius was looking at me like. He was just saying I am, man. Is that, That's all he was doing. Is that, so not to, not to be a stickler, but I think that might be yo estoy because you're currently. Yo soy is I am, and that's kind of more permanent. Does that make sense? Like, I would say yo soy Danny means that I am Danny. I think it's yo estoy, like the current version of the verb. I'm going to, oh, I hate to do that. I'll let you figure that out yeah. with him. Uh, I'm going to focus on the, the lollipop part of that. Yep. I like the confiscated turned into stole because he knew he when knew. he took it he and knew. put it in his pocket. He didn't think about it all day, obviously. It was just kind of there when he put his hand in. But at some point, that was going to be his pop. Let's go to Paul in Fairfax. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Um, uh, Grant, sorry to hear you haven't been able to eat, and so you might really appreciate this, but you also might hate it. 
I'm a teacher and I just had an activity where my students each cooked a homemade dish from a different country in the world. They all brought it into classroom and we ate like kings and queens. I just ate food from 24 different countries and because of that, I am winning off the field. Okay, that's tremendous. And it's also an awesome scam. You know what I mean? We're like, you, you did a potluck. You know, we're like, okay, kids, representative of everyone around the world, just bring me num-nums. That's what a, a great idea. plan, right. Paul. I love it. And, and they have to do all the work, which yep. is great. Hey, a shout-out to Ryan Clare at Teach Bald Church High School, his alma mater. boy. Thank you, sir. And good job. Keep on doing what you got to do to be I fed well that. by your students. I think that's a sharp way to go. Beltway Blitz is next. The teams in town you care the most about, and the possibility of trading back, something that was examined by one of the commander's beat reporters today. We'll dive into that as we go on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.